Hello, everybody, and welcome to Don't Burst My Bubble with me, your host, Josh Ascroft. In today's episode of the show, we're going to be breaking down the games that we have coming up today. Not going to be talking too much, actually, about the games that happened yesterday. That was uh, August 24th. A lot of the games went pretty much how we expected them to. I will touch on Rockets Thunder and Lakers Blazers briefly. Other than that, just going to be giving you a quick update on injuries that we have coming up for today's games, with the main focus being on Mavs Clippers. So without further ado, let's get right into things. This is Don't Burst My Bubble. So yesterday, uh, around the league, we had some pretty expected results bucks end up going up 3-1 on the magic winning 121 to 106 paces uh, unfortunately fell once again to the heat with miami completing the sweep there 4-0 um, interesting position that indiana's in right now i really don't know what moves they should be looking to make in uh, the offseason you just hope that sabonis can get healthy again the oladipo continues to round into form because he played really well yesterday he's been playing relatively well through this series so i don't know maybe you try and run it back with the same roster and hope the uh injuries go according to you know things go more according to plan you don't get quite as unlucky with injuries and the heat looking to move on now to face the bucks so i think they actually will present a real challenge for uh the lakers ended up going up 3-1 on the trailblazers they won yesterday's game 135 to 115 on uh kobe day on 24 8 so there was no way that the lakers were going to lose yesterday the game was over by the second half the lakers had a 30 point lead 40 point lead going into the third or midway through the third lebron is fully round like rounded into form anthony davis didn't have the best game but well actually he had a great game for the limited minutes that he played he ended up coming uh, off the floor with some back spasms but they didn't need him at that point. Damian Lillard did leave the floor with a knee injury. We have not got an update on that as of yet. Hopefully, hopefully Damian's going to be okay, though. You, you would hope that wasn't a serious injury. But I think at this point I can um, officially say that I was wrong about the Blazers and that the Lakers are probably going to win this series in five. I think the Blazers kind of just look dejected at this point. They know that they're going to lose. The Lakers look like the better team. Finally, it's it's about time. But unfortunately, the Trailblazers look like they've reached the end of the road. The Thunder able to beat the Rockets yesterday, 117 to 114, behind a great performance from Chris Paul, who had 26.6 rebounds and three assists. And also Dennis Schroeder, um, fantastic off the bench with 30 points there. Shea Gilgis Alexander also had 18 points, 12 rebounds, and six assists. I think the Rockets are missing Russell Westbrook at this point. The Thunder have been able to stay in these games for longer due to the fact that the Rockets aren't shooting. I mean, it's not even like they didn't shoot the three well yesterday. They shot 40% and made 23 threes. It's honestly a testament to the Thunder that they were able to stay in the game. They were really able to do that because for a really weird change of results here the thunder actually end up going to the free throw line 28 times you would think that the james harden led team would be you know hitting the charity stripe a lot more often but they only went 10 times made nine of them the thunder made 22 free throws 
that is what ultimately made the difference in this game and is what uh, enabled the Thunder to walk away with the win. I think the Rockets really do miss Westbrook. I think that at this point now, the Thunder, despite going down 2-0, Chris Paul wasn't going to go out like that, which is a testament to him as a competitor and as a leader on this team. And I think we're back in a competitive series. While I think that the Rockets are still my favorites to win, I don't think OKC is going to make it easy for them. I think the Rockets will probably have an even better night uh, for the three-point uh, shot in the next game. The The jury is still out, really, on whether uh, Russell Westbrook is even going to play in this series. Mike D'Antoni saying that he remains day-to-day. It, it appears we've had reports that Russell Westbrook is growing more and more frustrated, not being able to play. So hopefully he gets out there. I think that... You know, if it comes down to a Game 7, they're going to put him out there. But if the, the Rockets think they can get away with uh, winning this game in in 6, then maybe we don't see him. But we'll see. We'll see how that injury progresses. Um, but other than that, uh, let's, let's talk about today's game because I think they're going to end up being more exciting than uh, what we saw yesterday. But from yesterday's games, really what I took away was I'm just really excited to see uh, Bucks Heat. That's going to be a really fun one, and uh, hopefully we get Lakers-Rockets in the next round too, because that would be a really interesting series, just because both teams are kind of matchup nightmares for each other. On In terms of the Lakers, I really don't know what they're going to do about Russell Westbrook and James Harden, and then on the Rockets' side of the ball, the defense, they really don't have anyone that's going to match up with LeBron or uh, with Anthony Davis. I think that the Rockets' best chance of winning is their ability to... They're going to completely play JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard off the floor, which is going to force Anthony Davis to play a lot more minutes at the five, which isn't the Lakers' regular rotation. Uh, Kuzma maybe ends up starting in that position. We'll see where that goes. If that is what ends up happening, if the Rockets aren't... Um, able to put that away, then I think a Thunder-Lakers series would also be really interesting, but the Lakers would be the favorite to win that by a mile, for sure. Let's talk about today's game. So we have Jazz Nuggets coming up, with the Jazz currently leading 3-1. to one. I think we likely see the Jazz finish off the series tonight, while I think that Denver still remains the more talented team. I think the fact that they're completely lost on defense and don't really know their identity is what is hindering them the most at this point. On the Jazz side of the ball, they figured out that if we really just do what we can with the the limited offensive weapons we have, but are really aggressive with the way that we're playing behind Donovan Mitchell playing the best basketball of his life, then the Nuggets can't do anything about it defensively. They know the they can target Michael Porter Jr. on every defensive possession. He's bad at defense, really, really bad. Rudy Gobert is exposing Jokic on the defensive end. Uh, Rudy just being used to finish lobs, uh, get easy dunks, uh, layups here and there, but really just doing everything the Jazz need him to do on the offensive end of the floor, not taking ridiculous post-touches, and, and the like of that. So the Jazz have just been playing good, efficient basketball that's fit with their style, and they're doing it at such a tremendous level. You you wonder whether they've just hit this streak perfectly now. They've peaked at the exact right time. They've figured out who they are. 
but then also at the same time it feels like at any moment it kind of could come crashing down purely because of the fact that they don't have offensive weapons in the same way that the Nuggets do other than Donovan Mitchell. But with the run that he's on right now, I back Donovan Mitchell to complete this series, and I think the Jazz walk away with it 4-1. Now, the the most interesting game of the day and what everyone has their eyes on is the Mavericks at Clippers game. So here's what's going on with that. Kristaps Porzingis is not playing. He has officially been ruled out of the game. So, how much of a difference does that make? And it it makes a big one in terms of the Mavs game plan and and the Clippers for that matter. Porzingis is an essential piece for the Mavs and to think that he's not would be ridiculous. He absolutely provides them with the rim protection they so desperately need when he's not on the floor He's able to stretch the floor, and he can just do things that a lot of the guys on the Mavs can't do, because other than him and Boban, they're not the biggest team by any means. They have great shooters on the squad, but they're not the biggest team, and they would struggle They struggle to physically match up with the Clippers on paper. However, the Mavs have actually played incredibly good defense. You've seen Finney Smith really take on the challenge of defending Kawhi, Kleber has been playing big minutes at that too. They've kind of struggled to deal with Marcus Morris, but they've been able to deal with Paul George really competently. Uh, It's not just playoff P uh, being him and struggling. It's also the fact that the Mavs are playing great defense on him. Finney Smith playing a lot of minutes there. Also, when Finney Smith is on Kawhi, uh, he only shoots 48% from the field, which is still really efficient. But to put things into perspective, when Kleber or Kid Gilchrist are on him, uh, he hovers around the 55% mark. If anyone else on the team is guarding Kawhi, he's currently scoring an 85% uh, rate from the field, which is ridiculously efficient. Kawhi looks downright unstoppable in this series. It's one of the best versions of Kawhi we've potentially ever seen. He looks genuinely really healthy. He gets to whatever spots that he wants. His shot looks great. His defense is still elite. The huge difference maker in this game is just Luka Doncic. Can he do what he did two nights ago? If the Mavericks can shoot the three ball as well as they have been doing, the Mavs could win this game. And I think they actually really have the momentum behind them. I think this Mavs team have such a rare chemistry that is not found in a lot of the teams you look through right now, just in terms of the way that they fit together around Luka, they actually have kind of maybe not the exact personnel that they might want, but in terms of style, they have the right guys around him to put on these winning performances because it's not a fluke that the Mavs have won two games. In fact, you could almost make the argument that they should be leading this series given the fact that Porzingis now will have missed two and a half games after, after today's game. But here's where I see the Mavs' logic here with not playing Porzingis tonight. I don't know how bad Porzingis' knee is right now, but that's just what is being listed as his issue. He's having knee soreness. If you're the Mavs, consider this. You're currently 2-2 with the Clippers. Is Game 5 important? Yes. But 
realistically, if we think about whichever way tonight's game goes, whichever way it goes, whether the Mavs win or the Clippers win, game six is way more important. And I would rather have my team healthy, ready to play a game six than I would this game five. The Mavs are, are by no means, including by their own front office, as much as they probably won't want to admit it, like, they're not favorites to win this series. It would be a huge upset if they actually pull it off. So you don't want to risk injuring Porzingis more in terms of the future of the franchise, but also in this smaller level. Let's say by some extended miracle from uh, Friday's, not Friday's game, what am I talking about, Sunday's game, that the Mavs are able to pull off another upset and they go up 3-2 without Porzingis on the floor. Wouldn't you rather have a healthy Porzingis for game six to try and put on an attempt of closing out the series? Because I would. I would rather have him play in game six than play in game five and not in game six, no matter the outcome. Because the alternative is that the Clippers win tonight, and then I absolutely want Porzingis out out there on the floor for game six when you're trying to not get eliminated at that point it's a win or go home scenario. So no matter what happens tonight, I want Porzingis ready for game six. So I understand the short-term decision to not play him for game five. And I understand the long-term decision of not playing him for game five because why risk aggravating an injury when it's not necessarily your time, your team's time to win yet. And that pains me to say as a Mavericks fan, but I think it's also just logical in terms of the future of the franchise like wouldn't it be i mean it would be great to get to the the second round of this playoff series but i would rather not risk extended injury and have the mavs go on a real championship run next season which i think that they will be prepared to do there are other questions for the mavs tonight and i think that the the biggest one other than whether luca can perform at the level we've uh, seen him performing at is whether Finney Smith is going to be on the floor. Because there is, it's currently, I believe, listed as questionable whether he's actually going to play today. Uh, Let me check that right now. Yes, he's listed as questionable. He's having issues with both his left hip and his right hip. If Finney Smith isn't on the floor and you don't have a great guy to be dealing with Paul George primarily and also putting good minutes on Kawhi too. The Mavs really start running out of personnel pretty quickly in terms of who they can actually have guarding Kawhi or Paul George for that matter. I think you end up then going to Cleaver continues to play on Kawhi and then I guess you have to put a kid Gilchrist out on the floor for more minutes so maybe he takes on the Paul George role uh maybe you put him on Kawhi Cleaver goes on to Paul George maybe you can have more DeLon Wright minutes there um I don't know exactly what you end up doing Finney Smith is much more essential to this Mavs team than a lot of people realize specifically for the defensive end on the floor but he's also shot the ball pretty well the Mavs should also look to hopefully have a better game from Kleber, who has really struggled on the offensive end since this uh, this series has started. I believe he's one of 16 from the three-point line when he's usually a pretty high 30%, like toward the top of the 30% uh, from the three-point line. So that 
will also be a really important factor whether Kleber is able to knock down more open shots or at least keep the defense honest. You don't want them, uh, the Clippers, to have an excuse to start sagging off one of the guys you have out on the perimeter because that completely ruins the style of the Mavericks if they don't have that spacing out there. So we'll watch for that game time decision. If I were you, I would watch for that too because that is going to be a huge factor. And who knows? Let's see if Luka Magic has got another one ready to go. We'll see if he's got this one in his bag. I'm excited just to see what happens. That's going to do it for today's episode of the show. I will, of course, be back tomorrow to speak about the the best games we have going on then, which will be uh, Magic Bucks, so we probably won't spend too much time on that unless the Magic are able to pull a win out. Thunder Rockets will definitely spend an extended amount of time on because that's going to be an important game in that series without a doubt. If the Thunder are able to take a lead, that would be pretty outrageous to have won those three games in a row, so we'll definitely talk about that. And there's also uh, Blazers Lakers going on where we will likely see the sweep complete. Uh, Not the sweep, what am I talking about? The gentleman sweep, the 4-1. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you listening. Please uh, subscribe to the podcast. Recommend it to anyone you know who likes the M. I will be back tomorrow. I will speak to you then.